1942, Isaac Asimov, he published a short story called Run Around. This was the first time that he published the three laws of robotics. These laws have been an inspiration for different sci-fi authors and actually a reference for a lot of scientists. Let's go to those three laws. The first law says that a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. The second law, a robot must obey orders given it by human beings except which, where such orders will conflict with the first law. Third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such fire breaks and he is trapped in his spaceship. He is not able to communicate with anybody else and he is not able to escape the ship. All of a the sudden, there's a robot in its own spaceship flying and this robot acknowledges that this human is in danger. So the first law activates and the robot flies toward the direction of the human trying to save him. What happens is that the third law activates when the robot feels the danger of being burned. That means that when the robot gets hurt, it won't be able to save the human. So that will conflict with the first law. So all of a sudden the robot takes a step back trying to protect itself when the first law activates again and the robot tries to approach the human only to be trapped in a cycle where the first and third laws are triggering and the robot cannot do anything but just stay in this loop. A few minutes later, the human dies and the robot is free to keep its journey. So as you see, robots and the laws of robotics that govern them are not perfect. But I have good news. We humans have perfect laws. Let's find out. In the Bible, in the New Testament, we can find the greatest commandment, the two laws for mankind that Jesus shared with us. Let's go to Matthew 22, 37, 40. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is perfect. This is something that we can do for us to come closer to perfection as Jesus was. These two commandments have no flaws as compared with the laws of robotics. And they are designed to keep the right balance between loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. This healthy balance is sometimes overlooked. Loving God being the most important thing that we can ever do and loving our neighbor as ourselves. In other words, the first commandment protects us from ever loving ourselves too much or ever loving somebody else too much. And I know it's not easy. We are humans. We are broken. We need God to fix us, as Wayne was saying last week. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, let's take a look at two deviations that happen. Is if we focus only on our neighbor. 
if we neglect taking care of ourselves. This can harm our relationship with God. Our energy, our grace, our patience, all of our resources are not limitless. We get tired, we get frustrated, and we work hard for providing to our, for our families. We work hard for keeping everybody else around us comfortable and happy. And yes, work, family, relationships are important. But where is that second part of the second commandment as yourself in your life today? How does it look like? Disease, depression, fear, fatigue, that all can happen if we don't take care of ourselves as God has commanded us to do. And what is the fix for this deviation? Going to the first law, going to God, the first commandment, loving God. Here's a feeling for your first, uh, in the bulletin, for your first feeling. God's wisdom will give us the right perspective on how to take care of our, ourselves and our relationships. I want to share a personal story real quick. Uh, a family member of my extended family, she got sick, she recently was diagnosed with cancer. And she shared with, her, with us, with the, her family, that she feels sad of not accomplishing some of the, the goals that she had when she was young and neglecting taking care of herself and just focusing on her family and, and, and her daughters. And it obviously made me sad knowing my aunt and knowing her story. And my prayer to God is that she still has the time to accomplish those things, taking care of herself emotionally, doing the things that she needs to do for herself. There is a reason why when you're in an airplane and there's a loss of pressure in the cabin, they ask you to first put your oxygen mask to you first. Why? Because you won't be able to take care of anybody else if you don't have oxygen. Makes sense. Same with God. If we don't take care of ourselves by nurturing from God, downloading that love from God, we won't be able to love or care for anybody else. You know, no can be a full sentence. No with love, no because we care, can be something good for us and our relationships. Dr. Henry Cloud, he wrote a book, a bestseller book called Boundaries. And in this book, I'm going to quote something he said. When we say no to people and activities that hurt ourselves, we are protecting God's investment. And guess whose investment that? That is us. We're God's investment. So saying no to ourselves or no to somebody else, sometimes with love, it can be a good thing for us. Now let's go through the second deviation. If we only focus on ourselves, we neglect taking care of relationships, we, we become selfish, self-centered, and that again conflicts with the first law, loving God. Let's go to our Bible, 2 Timothy 3, 1-2. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, 
disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Every time that we focus on ourselves too much, and we're only thinking about our needs, our wants, our desires, we can lose focus on everybody else around us. Another quick example about myself. I sometimes acknowledge this, and it happens to me when we are in a family trip. Let's say we go to the city with my family and daughters, and sometimes we make a plan, and I'm excited about this, going to this restaurant and just sitting there and having this nice meal. And I just focus too much on that. And then I start losing my patience with my daughters, or I start getting anxious. And when I notice, I just pray, God, help me actually enjoy this moment. I know you're going to give me that time with that delicious meal later on, but help me be in the presence of my family. And that takes an example how we can get so focused on ourselves and just losing connection with everybody else. Now let's make a distinction between loving yourself and being selfish. To love yourself is to have to accept God's love in your life. Look for His wisdom. And then being able to actually share that love and that wisdom with everybody else around you. Loving yourself will empower you to love everybody else around you. On the contrary, being selfish makes it difficult for this love to flow. We sometimes just grab that love, grab that wisdom, and we are not letting it flow. And it happens that it's, being, it's us being selfish. And we're not following God's call to love everybody else. So what is the fix to this second deviation? You guessed right, going back to the first law. Loving God, going to that knowledge, that source, endless, powerful, limitless source of love and wisdom. We need to remember Jesus' golden rule in Matthew 7, 12. In everything, do to others what you will have them do to you. Jesus was the perfect example of how we can follow these commandments. So let's go and take a look at Jesus as an example. Jesus put God the, first, uh, God the Father first. He exemplified the first commandment at His perfection. We see evidence of this when Jesus was 12, and His family used to go to Jerusalem every year for this Passover festival. And when He was 12, His parents came back home, and Jesus was not there. When they went back to Jerusalem and looked for Him, and found him, Jesus replied, Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? So you see how Jesus always put priority on God the Father. And there's a sequence. Jesus will nurture from God the Father, from his love and his wisdom, and then he will pour that love and that wisdom to ourselves. The same way, we need to make sure that we are nurturing and having that relationship with God so that we can love ourselves and our neighbors. Jesus also exemplified the first half of the second commandment, which is loving others and ourselves. And we can find a multitude of examples in the scriptures, but let's take a look at two of them. Mark 6, 6 31, 32. 
Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus was always attentive to the needs of everybody around him. Matthew 20, 28, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 22, 30, sorry, 23, 11, The greatest among you will be your servant. Jesus believed that greatness comes from serving others. And finally, Jesus took care of himself, exemplifying the second half of the second commandment. John 6, 11, Jesus took, then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed those to, to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Jesus practiced and believed gratitude. Gratitude is a powerful tool. It can change the perspective of your life. Being grateful not only for the things that you have, but also for the people that you have around you. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus usually practiced just getting away from the crowd and just being alone with the Father. He practiced solitude. And solitude can be a refreshing tool if we use it to look for God's wisdom, God's love, and nurturing ourselves, our minds. And what else can we find in Scripture that can help us here? Your first, your next feeling in your bulletin is we must try to have a healthy balance between loving our neighbors and ourselves. There's a reason why it's the second commandment, your neighbors are yourself. There's a healthy balance that we need to keep there. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, do everything in love. Guess the Beatles were right. All we need is love. They must have read their Bibles. When in doubt, choose love. This is an easy reminder for us to do the right thing every time. 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. A gentle, caring word or an act of love can do miracles with people that need God's love. Your next feeling, learning to love ourselves, prepares and help us to love our neighbor. The most loving thing that you can do for yourself is to receive and remain in Jesus' love. As Jesus said in John 15, 9, remain in my love. And to be able to love our neighbor as ourselves, we need to actually start by loving ourselves. Why? Because we are the salt of the earth. And in Matthew 5, 13, we read this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, it's no longer good for anything. Jesus valued us enough to go to the cross and die for our sins. We need to start caring and valuing what Jesus loved, us. Loving God first and having the right balance between loving our neighbors and loving ourselves will create the best possible human beings that we can be. We will be more alive, more peaceful, more restful, and we will become greater, better parents, better spouses, 
better decisions. I'm I'm going to talk real quick about a story. Um, month a month ago, I went to Mexico to speak to a bunch of developers at a convention, and I was praying and asking God to help me give a message because the message was very open and I will decide whatever I wanted to talk. So they asked me to talk about tendencies and all this technology stuff, but I wanted to give them something else. They, I wanted to give them the tools as they are young that I would like to have had in my younger years. So what I did is I connected uh, with God and I say, okay, God, help me write this message. And what I did is that I tried to motivate them. And when I spoke to them at the end, it was, a really nice surprise when I saw a bunch of uh, people lining up. They wanted to talk to me at the end of the conference and and all they said is, thank you. I needed to hear this. Thank you. You're motivating me to do this and that. And I cannot tell you enough how my heart grew and how I treasured that moment. And I learned at that moment that if I put God first and I try to bring that love to everybody else, it's always going to do wonders in your life. So now let's wrap up with these three things that you can do today to have a healthy loving balance between loving your neighbor and loving yourself. The first one, receive God's love. This is how you can love yourself. This is where it all starts with you, for you. So let me ask you this. Do you know that God loves you? Jesus showed us how much He loves us by going to the cross for our sins. So, do you believe that God loves you? 1 John 4.10 This is love. Not that we loved, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help us understand how much you love us that we can bring that to our daily lives. And every time that we feel desperate and in fear, we can remember how much you love us. Number two, love God by seeking his kingdom first. Let me ask you another thing. Do you love God or is he down the list of things that you do or you love in your life? What gets in the way of loving God first? Or what do you love more than God? Matthew 6, 25, 33. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or, what, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Father God, think, help us. Help us just follow this first commandment. Help us being more focused on what you have for us in every day in our lives. Now the third thing is loving others as you love ourselves. Show grace to your neighbor. Don't ask for justice. We all need grace. Love with compassion. Connect with your neighbor and help to the full extent of your ability. 
Look for ways to serve. Be a light. Have a positive impact in your community, in your household. Speak kindly to others with words that build and do not destroy. Be patient and forgive others. We all need patience and we all need forgiveness. Give and share. Joy is greater when we share with others. Sorrow can feel smaller when we have someone around us. Robots can be, cannot be programmed to love. Robots cannot. We do. So I encourage you to make every effort to love God and focus on loving your neighbor as yourself. Let's go ahead and stand up and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us your love by sending your only Son to die for our sins. Father, help us see ourselves the way you see us. Renew our minds so that we can let go of thoughts that do not reflect the truth about how much you love us. We choose to stop worrying about the unkind words or actions of other people, but instead looking up to you for healing and restoration. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for loving us. Help us notice the needs of others around us and the need for care to ourselves. Help us be a light, a pouring cup, sharing the love you have for us, for us with others. Help us notice your constant presence in, your li in our lives. And thank you for loving us completely and unconditionally. Thank you, Father God. In your holy and powerful name we pray. Amen.